intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. My guest today, he is the one, the only, Mr. Anthony Corelli, formerly known as Santino Morella. Anthony, man, how's everything going? Oh, fantastic. Nice to talk to you again, Yeah, nice. Nice to have you back on, man. You know, recently now we've seen all the releases. You got released, but you pretty much really wasn't there. You came out back for the Slammies. Kind of kind of, kind of, of a stupid question, but how does it feel to get released? Um, it's actually a good question because it's funny, you know. It's the, the, the day that you never wanted to, 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 to come. But then when it came, you know, it really wasn't that bad. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, have, I have three other... Uh, businesses or jobs, you might say. So I had four. You know, I got three. So it's kind of a little bit nice to, to lighten up. Because every time I plan, I plan my, my week. I'm always planning that it might have to be gone. But, you know, on a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So I'm always planning, really, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, to be able to do stuff. And uh, now my week just opened up uh, that much more. Well, how's everything going with the Battle Arts? Because I know you've been doing that, you know, Muay Thai, wrestling. Um, tell me all about Battle Arts. Oh, Battle Arts has been great. Um, everything is growing, fortunately, you know, the kids' programs, the MMA program, the pro wrestling is just, it's better than it's ever been. Um, summertime's coming, it's, it's just a great time of year. Sometimes when I go out there, I look around, <clears throat> and I see all the different arts and sports cohabitating, you know, in harmony. It's, it's just awesome to see the respect that they have for each other. Um, so you feel like even though getting released, you know, you pretty much wasn't really in the WWE, you know, because of your injury. But um, do you feel now, like, even though you wasn't there, you have more time to focus on everything Battle Arts related now? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I always had the feeling that I had, I had to be somewhere. Yeah. And that's, when you're under contract with WWE, you always got to be somewhere. Now, even if it's, Let's say you get home on a Wednesday, mm-hmm. and you got to fly out on Friday. You know, you got to. You always got to be somewhere. When you get to the next town, you do the show. You got to get to the next town. So I'm always having to be places by certain times. And now, I'm like, I'm home. You know, I'm just home. Yeah, and you know, congratulations. Yeah, and congratulations on your marriage. And you know, you got married recently, and um, you look yeah, very know, happy. It's, it's almost like timing is ridiculous, you know, like yeah. my daughter's finishing up university, she's coming, coming living with us, we bought a new home, oh, wow. we renovated it, we got married, the gym's doing good, and you know, I just turned 42, um, life is good, man, this is, uh, you know, we always talk about one day, you know, one day, one day, yeah. so it looks like finally one day showed up, you know what I mean? Yeah, you know how a lot of people say one day, and they're like 65, and people say one day, and they're and they're in their 70s, but you said one day, and you're 42, man, and you still got a lot, a lot, a lot, um, a lot of years going for yeah, you. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. I'm probably going to get into some level of politics down the road, and I'll, I'll do, I'll do, uh, television, um, as a journalist, or not journalist, like a, like a sports anchor, or just an honor personality, so, uh, I'm just figuring out, you know, I'm also pitching to do a show on the WWE Network. Oh, yeah? That's an option, too. Oh, tell me about yeah, that. Well, it's a show I pitch where I just meet the new the new recruits from NXT and have a little, kind of a little talk show where I sit down and get to know them, and, and in doing so, 
you know, educate the audience about about these new people coming in NXT and perhaps they can look out for them in the future and you know, just, just to get a good head start and getting to know their talent. If you make talks for a lot of them. Oh, so are you going to be training the ca- the character of Santino, or is it going to be Anthony? Well, I think, see, in the beginning, the character Santino was kind of protected more, you know. I didn't really break character too much, yeah. even in interviews. Uh, and then lately, basically, since since I did the movie, um, I've been doing interviews mostly just as myself now. In the beginning, I did all interviews in character. Yeah. Protected. People still think to this day I'm from Italy. Yeah, I know. You know, you got a lot of flack for um, being on Talk as Jericho, and you, you had the whole character. You was, you know, you was talking as the character of Santino, and then you know, I think people got flack for that because they wanted to hear the real you. But it's just so funny because you know, people who are not like in tune in the wrestling business, you know, think actually your name and social security, your government is Santino Morella, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because Jericho and I wanted to do that at this time to be in character for the entire thing. And uh, just talk about the backstory of Santino and how we got to that moment where he debuted. And, um, you know, basically, if if, if my wrestling career was a movie, this would be the prequel to the movie, how how I got to that moment. Ah, okay. That's really cool, man. The talk show, is it going to be like uh, like a serious type show? Or is like you said, it's going to incorporate a lot of elements of, you know, your your like funny routines or? Yeah, I know. I think, I think it'll be, I don't want to say serious because it's always going to be fun and entertaining. But it may not be like so uh, goofy or wacky. Basically, I'm okay. Uh, basically, uh, you know, if I start talking to the guy, funny things will just come up out of the conversation naturally. That's what I'm going to hope for. Yeah, if any person needs a show or like has to have a podcast, it's definitely you because a lot, a lot of wrestlers and regular Joe Schmoes, everybody has a podcast now. I think you're definitely meant for that, especially for your battle arts. You know, to talk about you know the guys in battle arts and everything. That I think that's like the perfect segue for you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a good medium. Um, if I jumped on the podcast thing early enough, I would have did it. But you know, like you said, it's a little bit a little bit watered down right now. I am actually hosting a podcast for um, Muscle Tech, the supplement company. They have uh, a new podcast with a couple episodes in the can, and we're interviewing, uh, you know, significant uh, fitness industry um, um, people. Um, what's the website on that, or what's the the site if people want to hear it? Uh, well, they're kind of just finishing the editing. Oh, okay. It'll be probably on MuscleTech.com or something. Oh, okay, okay. How are you feeling health-wise, you know, from your injuries and everything? Or do you wake up with no pain? You don't need to take any medication? You're good? No, oh, right now. Yeah. Um, you know, for everyday life, I feel fantastic. Uh, um, I can't take uh, black-back bumps, you know. It's just too much for my, my neck. But uh, I teach the kids judo class and the wrestling class. And I'm doing the you know, break balls and somersaults. And I can do some... Uh, I actually grappled... Um, practices in a row a couple weeks ago. Wow. And just uh, tested, tested out the neck and uh, it did okay. Oh, wow. How many concussions have you had in your career? Have you had any? Concussions? Yeah. Um, concussions in my wrestling career. Um, well, actually, like early, early before I even started training, really, I participated in a show in, uh, oh God, it must have been early, early 2000s. I wasn't trained yet. I got knocked unconscious for making a mistake in the ring. But uh, in the WWE, 
had a couple, I got my bell rung a few times early in my career. Wow. With a back elbow from Chris Masters or a knee from Regal. And I remember, you know, really getting my bell rung and having to kind of reboot for a quick second and, you know, remember where I was and stuff. But generally, you know, I didn't have too many concussion problems. Can you do independence at Santino? Like, if you wanted to do any independent wrestling, or you would you have to just be um, yourself? Like, if do you take like indie dates? Yeah. I don't think they can market as Santino Marla. It's intellectual property. Yeah. So it's not a WWE. Oh. Um, I don't know. Maybe they could do the Milan Miracle or Santino or whatever. Yeah, like you know, I guess yeah, I guess just Santino because like, how is Doink still used in the independent circuit? Isn't it part of WWE? But I think it's still used, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, I was saying, I don't know how that whole thing comes about, though, but, you know, I'm, sh- I'm sure you... Even with my gym, even with my gym, uh, I can't say this is Santino's gym. Yeah. I, 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 as Santino, I can say Battle of the Academy is the best gym in the world, you know, but uh, if I say this gym belongs to Santino, what I'm saying is this gym actually belongs to WWE because WWE owns Santino. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Man, so like um, um, all your Santino tights are probably like in a collection now, right? With the with the emblem of Santino, all your tights are stored away. Yeah, actually, we just moved. I found a bunch of old tattered uh, up tights. I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> eBay, man, I think that's what everybody does. Everybody sells their wardrobe on eBay. You know, you'll have people that will buy them. Oh yeah, I had a guy in Japan buy a pair of uh, a singlet. And actually, I got a guy here buy a singlet too. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that's a good idea. It's weird because you're selling them like <laughs> for garbage, but they want it, so I don't. Hey, you know, pe- people do buy them. People buy boots, uh, bras, uh, underwear. So you know, it's it's it, it's a business. People, pe- you know, if you put it out there, people will buy it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, one of the funniest commercials I ever saw was uh, this German guy was online and he was buying this. Uh, he was buying a pair of panties. Worn by um, some Korean little Asian girl, and then they finish shows the factory, and it's some drunk Chinese guy jumping up and down on a trampoline, sweating, and every uh, five minutes he changes the underwear and they ship them out. So the guy who gets it smells it and smells like or sweat or something, and thinks it's something else. It's pretty funny. I know, I know. There's this um thing in Japan where they have vending machines, where they have panties in the vending machines, and I think you can buy them and you could just sniff them. Uh, I think it's some one of those uh, ja- weird Japanese shows, yeah. but you know, I guess it's weird for us, but I'm sure like you know it's normal for them. But it's just it's just totally different. Like t- like you know the shows and everything is just so different out there. Oh yeah, I love, I love Japanese culture. Yeah. You know, you're a free man now. Has any other promotions, like, approached you for anything? Or, like, like a Ring of Honor or a TNA or anything? Um, yeah, really. I, I can't wrestle anymore, so I don't know what, you know, they, they would want to do with me unless they wanted to put me as some... Commissioner? You know, yeah, commissioner, general manager or something. Um, I don't think I'm going to do that, though. Yeah. You know, I'm not, uh... Yeah. Chapters started 
Yeah, and then um, even when you was in OVW, you had that like combination of like a Taz slash Kurt Angle with your character Boris Alexio. You know, what was it? It was Boris Alex Alexov. How about Alexio? Yeah. yeah, you had that mean streak, but then you had like that Kurt Angle swag almost. You know, like you know, if if, if people would have saw that back then, and you would have came with that, I think it would definitely would have got over too. Yeah, the only problem was uh, you know five ten right. Back then, I was like 5'10", 220, yeah. but yeah. he comes to WWE, Everybody's back giants. then, yeah. I show up, and there's guys like Tansky, um, you know, Umaga, and Randy, I'm going to mention he's like 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", they're huge, yeah. and I, I was playing a small guy in the locker room. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, a couple guys smaller, but not many. Yeah. I don't know how close you were with China, but um, how do you feel about um that whole tragedy? Yeah, I, uh, I met him once, briefly. I, I never had a chance to really, uh, you know, sit down and get to know her. But everyone that uh, knew her and, and who knew me always spoke nicely of her. She was a really nice girl. Yeah, yeah well, I know. It's, it's just it's such a tragedy. There's a lot of deaths, especially at a young age, too. You know, it's just sad. The thing I like about China is that I grew up in a, in a sport. Judo is a, an Olympic combative sport for mm-hmm. both men and women. So I always trained with women from the age of nine. You know, we shared the mats and we just trained exactly the same. And you treat them, um, they train, there's, there's no, you know, take it easy on she's a girl, right? So I've been around a lot of strong champion uh, women my entire life. So it was very good. I, I'm, you know, I wouldn't say I'm a, I'm a feminist, but I do believe in equality for, for men and women. So to see her come out there and it, hey, if they're able to hang, let them hang, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I know that is so true. You know, like she's pretty much like the standard bearer of a tough woman. You know, besides like um, Awesome Kong, Karma, like China, I think was like the first where like, yeah, yeah, the first dominant female that oh shit, like I gotta watch out for her. Yeah, man, she was she was she was awesome. She was awesome. You know, she's like one of the few women. You know, I remember still having an action figure of hers. Probably one of the few women action figures that I had, just because like I have to have China's toy. You know, just so weird. Yeah. Battle arts. Um, is it something that you think you want to take on the road? Is it something that could tour? Yeah. So there's a few guys up here in Ontario. Uh, Destiny Wrestling with George Iceman. Um, Scott Demore is out Border City Wrestling in, in Windsor. Yeah. Um, you know, Ron Hutchinson's here in Toronto. We have a we have a pretty rich network. Wow. Uh, in Toronto, of, of guys that are. Doing some pretty good things. There's a guy in Niagara Falls, touring. He's running shows like a couple of week. And then you got guys in Toronto, like uh, I'm not sure Square Circle uh, opened up again. There's uh, what's it called, Super Cake. So the industry's uh, doing well in Toronto. Doing very well. Yeah, um, I'm saying battle arts is so different from a lot of different. Um, like, how do you like if, if if somebody's asking you about wrestling and battle arts and MMA, how how would you explain to them battle arts? How would you explain that to them? Uh, well, battle arts is so. When I was in Japan, yeah, to train like a pro wrestler and to train like an MMA fighter, you know, you have to
imagine if you could pin a guy for three in the UFC on a different team. Yeah. Oh, man. So it's like a combination of everything, right? With the training, and then you know, it's 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 basically everything encompassed into one. Pardon me. I said it's basically everything MMA wrestling is everything encompassed into one. It is, you know, and the thing is, so so twelve years ago when I was in Japan, the divisional battle art, we knew because of the growth and the proliferation of MMA that the audience is going to become more submission savvy. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, for example, one of the first USDs when, uh, I believe it was Hoist Gracie, hit a triangle choke on Dan Sever. Yeah. And nobody even saw it. Nobody even recognized it. I, I, I knew it because I did judo. We did triangle chokes. But uh, everyone looked like Dan Sever was trying to stack him, and, and they just tapped it nowhere. And, uh, you know, the triangle choke was all of a sudden put it on center stage, and everyone was just fell in love with triangle chokes. Um, but the audience at the time didn't even respond when you put the triangle choke on. Mm-hmm. But anybody who goes for a triangle choke now, the audience pops right away. They, they can recognize it. So we had to take our position just like a quarterback. You know, you throw the ball to where the receiver's going to be. Mm-hmm. So we're, tra- we're training our athletes to where the pro wrestling industry is going to be. We want to beat them. We're, we want to be ahead of the curve. And with the growth of MMA... And, uh, you know, it's going that way. Look at the guys there, there Nakamura and WWE got called up. Yeah. Um, uh, that's Bible Arts, uh, you know. Um, Asuka, she's actually trained by Yuki Ishikawa, who's our head trainer here at Bible Arts. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, we have a rich history in the connection of Japanese wrestling, uh, you know, Carl Gotch and Chinese Catch Can Wrestling. We're the only gym here in Mississauga. Everyone does jujitsu. Mm-hmm. We do submission wrestling. How do you see yourself? Are you like the Vince McMahon of the battle arts? I don't mean that like in a funny way, but like, you know, are you like no, yeah. the, the head guy? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, the, I'm the first guy here before people get here. Um, I oversee everything. I make sure that everything, I'm quality control. Mm-hmm. Uh, because everyone knows this is my, my place. So if something's wrong with this gym, there's something wrong with my gym, right? And um, I'm very big on making sure that I'm providing a substantial value to my neighborhood. I'm not going to gouge anybody. In fact, I'm probably not good as a businessman that way because I'm a little bit too nice. Mm-hmm. I want everyone to leave, leave with a you know, very positive experience. Yeah. Um, I put my heart and soul into this place from the moment you walk in. The, every single square inch has been thought about over and over. There's, there's nothing that was an afterthought here. There's plenty of uh, very clean showers. Um, the front entrance is very functional. There's a good flow in here. Um, everything's laid out. In, in fact, our gym transforms. Sometimes we warm up the mats, we slide these curtains out, we have walls that move out, we put the chairs down, and the gym converts completely into a fully functional arena where we do boxing shows, wrestling shows, uh, kickboxing shows, we even had jiu-jitsu super fights. Oh, wow. And because we outfitted our arena with uh, intelligent lighting, programmable lighting, strobe lights, you know, ring, ring lights, we have big, uh, the battle fire, big screen here. So our production value, even though it's a small arena, we can hold comfortably 300, definitely we'll put 500 in here, then get some extra chairs. But uh, when people walk in, they just cannot believe the intimate boutique style uh, entertainment they're getting. It's, it's, it's really, really cool. Wow, that's phenomenal, man! I'm um, congratulations Have on that. Have you seen any of the videos on YouTube and stuff? No, no, there's there's videos there. What is it? Just you, so I could just go into YouTube and put Battle Arts, and it will yeah, come up. Battle Arts, I think there's a whole bunch now. 
Oh, that's what... Yeah, most of our students uh, started from scratch with us two and a half years ago. And uh, it takes a long time to, to, to get good. And a lot of schools, what they'll do, if you'll go into an arena and a bunch of guys will walk, go through some moves and try some stuff, with, you know, crash pads. And they think they're learning how to wrestle, but they're, they're not. They're, just, they're learning to do moves, which is, you know, tip of the iceberg when it comes to wrestling. If you don't know why you're doing a move at a particular time, and it doesn't have, uh, everything should have a purpose, should have a design purpose. Every move you make should have a, an intention. Something that has to do with something. Either you're setting up something or telling a story. You have to go out there and go back and forth. It's, if you don't know, okay, for example, if I come up to a kid and I say, okay, what are you doing in your match? And the guy says to me, we're going to lock up, I'm going to grab a headlock, he's going to spit out with a popper. I don't know, I don't want to hear your moves. <laughs> tell me, tell me what you're trying to get across by doing that. So, if a guy comes up to me and says, okay, we're going to, we're going to lock up, and uh, we're going we're to stalemate for the first two minutes, and then I'm going to start catching him, and he's going to start getting frustrated. Okay, so that's the story. And then the moves fill themselves in. You know, I know that we're going to stay on me. Whatever we do, we're going to stay on me. You don't have to call anything. Just mm-hmm. wrestle. And then uh, if I'm going to get the advantage, you know, for the next few minutes, I'm going to get the better of you. Then we wrestle until I get the better, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then you're going to get frustrated. Something's going to happen in the match significant. Like, uh, you know, the guy gets injured or whatever. And now, now he's the underdog. So you have to demonstrate to the audience first that this guy's capable of winning in a fair fight so they get behind him. And then when he's the underdog, they're supporting him, and they want to see him get back to that level playing field. Um, how, what is your turnout? Like, how many um, students you have in your class, and like, you know, how big is your class, and um, you know, what is what is the rates and stuff? Um, I think we have about over thirty guys in here. Yeah. Uh, you know, there have been more, but that is one of those things where sometimes people. I think it's going to be a little different than it is. And they come and they realize it's really hard or, or they just, you know, whatever. But some, some guys have a lot of lives. Like, for example, I tell my students, if you want to, if you love wrestling and you want to join the pro wrestling club and you want to come on Tuesday, Thursday, instead of playing whatever, pick up basketball or whatever you want, you know, you want to just get on the mat and exercise and you just want to participate in the shows, So, um, speaking about you, Anthony, um, are you also looking into going into more films and doing more movies? 
doing your movies? Yeah, are, are you interested in doing more film? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I was, uh, my, my goal from the beginning, I told my daughter when she was little, I'm like, my daughter's a super talented actress, you know, so the goal was to get her into Hollywood. Mm-hmm. She's, she's a natural. But, you know, here we are, me and my daughter, just normal people living in Toronto. How do we get to Hollywood? So I said, I'll tell you how I'll get to Hollywood. I'm going to become a wrestler, and then I'm going to kind of connect with Hollywood a little bit, make it, you know, the baby films and stuff. Get my foot in the door there, and then I'm going to pull you pull you over. So everything's uh, on schedule. You know, I did a movie, and um, I had a lot of people in Hollywood when I was with WWE come up to me, let's say at SummerSlam or something, and they're like, you know, when you want to transition over, let us know, man, you're really funny, and maybe you're a bright teacher. I mean, the directors, the producers, and, you know, big ways in Hollywood that I, I may not know who they are at the, at the moment, but when they walk away, someone will come up to me and say, dude, you know that guy is? That's a producer of this movie, that movie. And uh, they're always pretty happy with what I bring to the table as an actor. Yeah, I'm saying, but um, they know you're not Santino Morello, though, right? They know you're Anthony. Like, all right, Santino, you're going to be in my movie, Santino? Like, they know you're Anthony, Yeah, right? yeah, okay. yeah, they know, and, and that's the part that I'm impressed with. They're like, yeah. you have to play that character so well, you know? Yeah. Um, but, but Maria Menino is her husband. He's a really nice guy. Yeah, Kevin Undergarmo, uh, right? Kevin? Yes. Yeah. He, he's, a, he's a director as well. And yeah. uh, he even came out to see Italian, too, I think. Yeah. And he came up to me and was like, uh, he goes, Dude, you're not from Italy? He goes, well, I heard you're talking, you're talking with your regular voice. <laughs> and I thought you were from Italy, you know? So I was like, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, Kevin and Maria, they have, like, this whole media empire. So, wow, that's really good. After Buzz, right? Yeah, After Buzz. After Buzz. I think that's his, his baby. Like, they have, like, after review shows, podcast shows. And, you know, Maria has her own show on satellite radio and the E! show. So that's a whole media conglomerate right there. Yeah, they were actually pretty uh, interested in recruiting my daughter, so maybe I'll sit down there in a few months. Yeah, oh, hey, go for it, man. You know, they're they're big. They brought a lot of people who are unknown to, you know, podcasting, too, as far as I know. And, you know, it's a big media empire. It's almost like a mini Ryan Seacrest, but, you know, I want to go that far. But, yeah, but they're very successful, though. Two more questions for you, Anthony. Who are your friends in the wrestling business? And since you left, do you still keep in contact with some of your boys or girls? Um, yeah, you know, obviously the boys are, are we're super close because we spent, you know, I've never been in jail um, <laughs> for more than 24 hours. But <laughs> they, uh, I imagine, you know, when you were filming with somebody for five years, you're going to be, you know, you see them down the road, you always be like, hey, you have that connection. Yeah. Well, we're not soulmates, but we're together five days a week for years and years and years. And, you know, you're, you're pretty close with the guys, man. And our locker room it was pretty rock solid for the last few years. So I'm going to miss the boys for sure. Um, but there's an unspoken understanding because we all live in different cities all over North America. And, um, you know, there's an unspoken understanding that when you're no longer with WWE, that you'll see each other when you're cross, when your paths cross, you know? Mm-hmm. But years can go by, and that fraternity is very strong, where uh, I just had an evening like that at the last WrestleMania. I went to a bar, and there's a bunch of guys that, you know, Davari and Chris Masters and Carlito and uh, Jinder Mahal, Drew McIntyre, Al Snow, and I was just like, this is taboo. 
it just kept going on and on. And I was like, this is awesome, and it, you know, because uh, some of them you haven't seen in a long time, but it's like it was just yesterday. Yeah, I think, yeah, you know, that's how, like, real friends are, no matter, like, how far or distance you guys are, it's just, like, when you see each other, it's, like, you never lost contact, it's, like, you know, you guys gel, right, it's just cool. Yeah, the one that uh, was tough for me was, uh, was Vladimir Kozlov, because he, he's one of my best friends ever in the business, mm-hmm. and when he got released, it was, like, it was, like, our friendship got fired, you know, because, uh, of course, you keep in touch every week, every other week, then once a month, and then, once yeah, you get caught up in your own lives, you know, especially if you're a kid and stuff. Yeah. Days, straight into weeks, And my my final question to you, um, Anthony, this is going to be like a funny one. What would Santino Morella tell Anthony Corelli about his career? What would Santino tell Anthony about his career? Yep. Oh, man. Like, like, like if Santino was talking to Anthony in Santino voice, what would you tell Anthony Corelli if you see him from afar? Stumped Anthony. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> yeah. No problem, Anthony. <laughs> Anthony, yeah, oh. But the question is tricky because if you said to me, what would 42 year old Anthony go back in time and say to 25 year old Anthony? That's a different story. It's the same guy. But that's, you know, I don't know what Santino would say. Okay, so then let's. What would Anthony of today tell the Anthony of yesterday? How about that? And then you know, uh, how's it? How 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 does it feel to be have your likenesses in video games and action figures and little miniature toys? And you know, you could go to a store and see yourself, you know, in a packaging. Like, how does that feel? Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Um, in, the, in the beginning, that was a big thing. You know, the first action figure, the first video game. Um, I was made into a little Lego man. That was cool. Um, <laughs> somebody, a big friend, saw a lighter. Santino Lighter somewhere in Texas. You bought that for me. Oh, that's cool, man. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, I appreciate the talk, Anthony. Unplug your social media. Plug anything you have coming up. Yeah, so my Twitter is Milan Miracle. 
And my Instagram is Dumbalon Miracle. Um, Battle Arts Academy Docs TA is where you can find out anything about Battle Arts. And we have shows coming up uh, on the 28th. We have local TV. Um, even if you're in the area, if you live in Buffalo or, or Niagara Falls, you know, kind of thing, you want to take a day trip, come up and watch some wrestling, it's a fun show. Um, yeah, but we're open. Sometimes if you're from out of town, you want to come and train with us, we're open for the day, you know, pass by. There's always stuff going on to jump in class with. Uh, it, it's really a whole, you know, healthy living subculture that we have here, and we just happen to choose martial arts as our vehicle. Oh. Anthony, thank you so much, and I wish you all the success you have, and um, thank you for your heart and soul that you put into the wrestling business, because, you know, you entertain me as a fan, and I'm sure, well, I know for a fact you entertain hundreds and millions of people with your antics and your wrestling and the Cobra, and, you know, you put a lot into the business, and you gave your heart and soul to the mat, so thank you so much, man. Oh, thank you. Thanks a lot. No problem. I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one.